0: A wonderful Wednesday <laughs> to everybody welcome to this love cast of transition to intuition or as if you've listened to uh, or if you have not yet listened to the introduction short transition to intuition <laughs> my name is Keisha I am one of your hostesses, and uh, as I really believe that this is a growing organism of its own, and there will be others who join in many different forms along the way, and this love cast of a podcast has had some beautiful beings share their light in co-creation, so so grateful to all of that has transpired. Earlier, I shared a episode for this new season, season five, and I don't have a particular intention. Um, and as I think about it, it's spontaneity, a heartful um, balance sharing my unique self just as many others do in their own way. If you listened to the episode earlier today, you'll know that um, I made a trip from deep in nature in the jungle into um, the city and I have had this wonderful new experience feeling so fresh and revived and seeing everything newly, tasting, texture, everything, and I had the pleasure of being able to watch different videos on YouTube on different dancers. I was absorbing lots of movement and also absorbing knowledge from different wise leaders and knowledgeable beings in their areas of focus from Dr. Joe Dispenza to Deepak Chopra to Sadhguru um, and also finding new people on YouTube whom I felt so inspired by what they do. I was like, wow, that's what I wanted to do or how I can see myself doing it or how I envisioned myself doing it, only it didn't end up looking that way or as put together as they have it. <laughs> and there was a very quick moment where I had this old paradigm, old version of me comparison come in and it quickly shifted because I went, wow, I just basked and soaked up this place of enjoyment. of." seeing other people thrive, and do what they love, and be so good at what they do, and remembering that we all give our own spark of light, and there is no competition, there is no comparison, because nobody can compare to ourselves. Nobody else can give the gift that we are meant to give. When I had the pleasure of experiencing this special acting program, At UBC um, and we were learning from these actors in the industry and we put together this play and it was fantastic to work with them and to to do all these different workshop style experiences and one of them that really wants to be shared with you all right now is um, an activity where everyone was spread out so you had enough space and we're directed to explore our own dimensions around ourselves. So, kind of like the six feet in front and around and behind. So if you take that context and you shine some light on it in this beautiful way of, okay, now this is your bubble or this is your box. We were directed to explore our box, the different textures of the, of the dimensions and where does it begin where does it end is it and just explore in this space and move our bodies and it was so cool i i'm right there back in the room and in that moment and i remember it was like the first time i was exploring what was around my own body and it's fantastic so i really hope you try that even if you for those of you who experience things just by hearing them, um, the physical movement of of exploring that is so fun and how you move and oh, I really loved it. Um, But the point (laughs) to loop back around is that at the end of this beautiful um, experience and after our performing this beautiful, fun production, a book that um, the professors, the teachers, the actors um, signed, and I remember one of them wrote, please keep giving your gift to the world, for without you, we will not receive it. (laughs) If you listened to the earlier (laughs) episode, you will know that this has been a very emotional Day so far, and I'm so in love with my emotions and life. And after I uploaded that one, I felt inspired to share more. And so, this is what it's like to listen to one's own intuition and to not need to have a plan and everything figured out and the details. And I tell you, my goodness, for those of you who know me. And have known and have witnessed any part of my journey. (laughs) I've often, most of the time, almost all of the time, (laughs) literally took the um, advice of that wonderful human being, the actor, uh, Joseph, oh goodness, what's her name? He played Edward Snowden. Joseph, I remember your first name, so that's what's important. But he created one of his projects is Press Record. And I was so inspired by just press record and see what happens. And so instead of, well, where is this going to go? Or what's going to happen? Or is this going to be monetized? Or is this going to lead to? I literally had so much courage just from those reminders and this other human being I love so deeply. Uh, who has many names but I know him as Cristiano had once said to me don't wait until you you know you have some specific perfect music video record your process and I really I know many for if you've just seen me on any kind of media or even for those who know me, you might not know that I actually, there is a part of me as much as I'm super expressive and extroverted, and that is a big part of me, there's actually a huge part that's really shy, and that didn't like to be seen. And if you had a camera, it was fun for me, it was fun to be playful and pose and that was fun and expressive, but the moment, there was a time when the moment a camera was on, I, I just, my whole body didn't like it, I didn't feel good, I didn't want to partake in videoing, it's like, no, I don't want to be seen, and it's been this huge process over the past, well, five years specifically, of following my heart, and, um, I have no idea what is going to come besides the most magnificent things. I know that this good feeling I have has been growing and growing and I've been working to give myself lots of love and have compassion for myself and truly understand what it is to love all of me and accept all of me. And I came into the city and... Seeing this reminder physically in the world, I literally look for signs everywhere I go or they literally come to me and it, whether you call it, it's angels sending messages or it's uh, whatever context you have. For me, it's when I see something and I have this feeling inside me and I respond to it, I know that it's meant for me. It's like it was put there specifically for me to see I'm in this place to observe and experience everything and in any moment when I experience when we experience something to the fullest and we take all of it in and we really enjoy it and we and we continue that momentum of that feeling good wow that just continues to expand and grow and I believe that this love in my heart and the love essence that I know I am and that we all truly are, that we are expanding the very fabric, the very frequency, the very existence of the love frequency. And that is so exciting to me. It is so juicy. There's a part of me that's like, why, who, what? Life is a beautiful mystery. Why would I want to know every single detail? And thank you to my (laughs) wonderful brother, Prince Jamie. He calls um, all sisters Princesa, which the first time he called me Princesa, it was like some part of my soul felt so honored because he grew up in Peru and uh, is a traditional curandero and he shares the wisdom and the teachings of the ancient Andean culture. And so I'm now in a year-and-a-half program called the MESA program. And, oh my goodness, I, I have I, this... Oh, there's so much I can say. <laughs> but Jamie reminded me recently when I asked him, Why do you feel our paths are intertwined? Because I feel like there's this knowing within me that there's something specific. I just, uh, there's no putting my finger on it in this moment. I just know. And he very beautifully and eloquently um, said that, you know, to be honest, I... I really I don't know and that's part of the unfolding. And sometimes we don't need to know everything and it's better that way. And it it just it's like it took this it took this burden that I didn't even know I was carrying off and it brought fun and light back into corners and holes of pieces of me that I didn't even realize were holy. <laughs> or you know, and I, uh, I want to want to share this special moment because the day, the evening that I met Jamie. In all of my ayahuasca ceremonial experiences, and uh, combo, and different kinds of ritualistic ceremonies, plant medicine ceremonies. In all of these experiences, Jamie was the first being that I truly recognized as a true shaman, someone who trained from and grew up in this culture and absorbed the knowledge and was taught by elders. It was the first time someone stood in front of a room of people and explained what would be happening, that there was no plan that he had of a speech um, for our coming together for that particular evening and that he listened intently to what our hearts wanted. And in essence, it was like he was taking a nibble of each of our hearts and listening for what everyone wanted and needed and then spoke from that space, from listening with his heart wide open. And he explained that when going into ceremony, that when you arrive at the gate of the spirit world that you must wait for a guide to show up to take you in and guide you and that way you also have a a presence, a spirit a being there with you in your journey and so that they can also ensure that you return because what can happen is that you can take one or two or three steps into the spirit world and many people might have their soul fragmented because they don't want to come back. What they see is so beautiful. What they experience is so pure and blissful and they're like, well, I don't want to go back to the 3D realm and that might be some people's choices but for those who are Providing some kind of ceremony or holding space or healing, um, he said, "I need to know and have your permission to make sure I bring you back, and that is a must for me. That I I will bring you back, because he said that there are people who will come and go into the jungle and seek these uh, elders and these medicine people, and." these cuaranderos, and they have to be there for a length of time, months, because some people's souls are fragmented, not just from these kinds of ways, there's other ways souls can be fragmented, but they have to recall and find where the soul is and reintegrate them back into the person's body or spirit or soul. And... It was so powerful when he explained this to me because I had already had quite a few ceremonies and it's literally just, okay, pay the money. Hi, we're all here. What's your intention? Okay, and here we go. And really, I felt like I'd had no idea what was happening. And I trust that all of my experiences were exactly as they were meant to be and perfect and beautiful. And there was this... also to find out what was happening so that when I was facilitating and being around other people, I could share information that would be helpful or at least be able to express for others what I wished others would express in the process because I had no context of what is the spirit world and what does it mean to astral travel or leave your body or even the sense that I had a spirit body Um, so if you are considering doing any kind of uh, medicine ceremony make sure you feel the pure essence that this being would like to be of service to your well-being and one of the ways for me that I have observed and sometimes tested to see what the pure source is, is when I haven't had the funds and asked if I can do an exchange, when it there has been a really strong hold on, it must be the money exchange only and there is no other option, to me that didn't feel aligned. And while I was moving about Africa, I was taught the balance and of receiving also because I was I had a um soul uh G Tibetan singing bowl and I was doing sound therapy for people just to give them this acoustic pure sound to clear anything from their auric field and different sounds and And things were emitting from me as I was trusting in this process. And people were feeling lovely. And I know it wasn't, oh, me, Keisha, doing something. It was just me holding space and providing love for whatever their spirit needed. And my spirit was just holding space for the divine energy to channel through. And so, for me, I I felt like I just wanted to give in Africa. And give back and for whatever had happened in the past to just be the difference be the change and come from pure love and I didn't want to accept money and many people had opinions about well you must or this or that and to me it just felt so off as someone who resonated with the title of a medicine woman or a healer um, just if someone is already not feeling well and all they have to give is their presence and their trust then that is enough if they want to give a smile if they want to give a hug i've had times where like a beautiful kundalini teacher in nelson that sharon thank you so much for your love my first class with her in person I didn't have funds and I asked if I could give her a hug in exchange for what I received that day and she was open and gladly received that and then the next time I had a rainbow scarf and it happened to be a uh, a chakra um, session that we were doing chakra clearing and it aligned perfectly so these are the things that as we move forward together I really Care to put out for everyone's consideration that there are so many ways that we can exchange. And yes, currently in the world that we live in, um, there are many people on the planet who use money as an exchange. And there are many people who also live without that and who are going back into the old ways of bartering. And so I just, from my heart to all of your hearts in your own journeys, in your own paths of healing and discovery really trust your heart and if you ever feel something something in you goes and you're not a thousand percent sure that you feel great working with someone be very mm, what's the right word Be very tuned in to your intuition and listen because there's a reason why. And you might not know the reason why at first, but generally there's a really good reason why something within you is um, not wanting to connect. Now, there is a difference that if there's something in you that you want to leave your body... Um, and you're ready to release, and you feel a resistance, like a discomfort, that's different. I'm talking about that instinct where that survival's like, oh, I don't, something about this person just doesn't jive, and it's not from a matter of judging them, or not liking them because of whatever have you. All that aside, there's, there's the differences, and I believe whatever we're meant to experience, we're meant to experience, but I also know that for a long time, my programming in my DNA was this belief that I had to suffer, and what felt bad was, like, no pain, no gain, those kinds of sayings that were spoken and were in my belief system, which I don't agree with, and I truly believe that everything can be easeful and pleasurable, and how I believe that is I met this beautiful mother who had a seven-week-old baby and I got to observe them in this household so thank you for um, sharing your light um, this mama because our meeting was so precious I got to witness her walking around and this was in a community where everyone and anyone could walk around naked if they wanted to everyone lived peacefully gardening and in harmony and there were other families and just watching her breastfeed and lay on the couch and baby wake up and she wake up and had just this very beautiful soft mom this woman Oh, wow, it was so beautiful and what she told me when I asked her about her birth process was she said oh it was so pleasurable and it was news to me oh pleasurable she said well, it was just myself and my partner and we had um, just candlelight and we were at home and I just made really soothing sounds as if just like when we're making love, very orgasmic and it was a very pleasurable process. and. I was my whole universe was blasted wide open. I was so grateful that she shared that with me because I was exposed to the complete opposite for my entire life and I had actually never been around newborn child that that young or a mother or the breastfeeding or and it was so precious to me. And um yeah, I, I just I feel like this is This is what we are all, if we are willing to set aside any of our old belief structures and just put them on the shelf for a moment and really integrate or consider what I'm saying and live in this reality for a moment that everything can be pleasurable, then we create that in our reality because we are always creating our reality based on our belief systems and our belief systems are simply, as Abraham Hicks likes to uh, express, Belief systems are merely thoughts that you keep thinking. Belief systems are merely thoughts that you keep thinking. Belief systems are merely thoughts that you keep thinking. And so the moment you think and conceive and perceive something new, you are now creating a new reality for yourself. Now I know that when... Myself or others, when we're deep-seated, we have these belief systems, or we, in our world, our reality, in our own universe, that we are, is all we know or what we believe. For some, it can be unfathomable for all of it to be stripped apart. Literally every inch, every molecule of what we believed to be completely, to release that, can feel... Like many different things, it can be exciting. It can be, um, it can be horrifying. It can be many things. But at the same time, it's the context that we create because it's merely energy moving through us. It's merely sensations in our body. And so, for those who have experienced meditation and you observe um, sensations in the body, you know that they're merely that. And any word that you then choose to describe that sensation is the context for which you experience it so when i first did um a meditation for example called vipassana and you meditate about 11 hours a day with breaks in between and all the meals are vegetarian and you're cooked for and there's no cost to experience this it's 10 days you observe noble silence no talking and you observe five precepts um no um, no... do not kill anything. No talking, which is easy because you're not talking or no no lying. <laughs> um, and um, Oh goodness, what are the others? Um, no uh, sexual um, directed, experiences no masturbation or intercourse Um, and there's two others that i don't recall in this moment but that leaves the ability and openness for research (laughs) but um, in this meditation process um I i remember when i first was seated for so long First few days was like, oh my goodness, you know, like learning to settle into stillness and meditation so many hours a day was like, holy cow. And it was my first experience of meditation um, or prolonged meditation. I may have had short little snippets prior, but nothing extreme or regular. And I remember feeling pain in my legs and numbness. And when I would go to stand up, my legs would be numb. And so it would take a moment and, um, or a little while to just kind of move the body and get out of this one position. And I started to notice that I literally, all I had to do was just observe it like, okay, my legs are numb right now. And just notice it. Okay, they're numb. And just take a moment and breathe and oxygenate. And then slowly but surely, then I would be able to move. And it became easier and easier. But at first, when I was feeling that and I focused on it and I, oh, oh, I'm, oh my gosh, I feel, oh. And I kept focusing on what didn't feel good. It amplified. And so through this Vipassana meditation, you learn just observe the sensations and through other meditations also this is just one example I'm sharing Um, so to apply this into our life oh and by the way just to honor if uh, thank you for considering what I'm saying and if you'd like to take your reality off the shelf that you put it on and stick with your reality and go that's nice that's fine Keisha but I'm good with what I believe that's totally cool (laughs) all the power to how you want to live I just feel so deeply in my heart that as we all evolve and to truly heal all of what doesn't feel good not only for us as individuals but our ancestors and our bloodlines and our planet, all of whatever is not of a high positive frequency and vibration and goodness, it's time for it to leave because I see this utopia world, this beautiful world that we are all co-creating and we're all moving towards, that this is my reality and so it exists for me and I know it exists for many others and so in my heart I care to share my experience because I know I was searching and looking for answers and I believe that as someone who resonates as a teacher. I believe we're all teachers and students, just different degrees, and whether or not we're willing to see each other as teachers. Um, But this has been a way that I've been able to learn from everybody who I have the honor of crossing paths with in this lifetime. Um, But that this is how we can... I totally just lost my train of thought and I hear bells in the background. So I'm gonna take a minute to breathe. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) I believe that as a teacher, is important for us to be able to speak any language so that we can convey any message simply and this is how we truly know if we've integrated and we truly know and understand and inner stand something when we teach it then we see the response is it being received are we connecting with the person is it understandable for them and so in all of my World travels so far, everything I'm absorbing in information, in experiences. To me, I believe since I was young, I actually remember saying out loud, like, life is really simple. We can choose to feel good or not. And I, happy or sad, and I choose to feel happy. And at a certain point, I no longer remembered that or felt it, and my experience went into the darkness and the depths so that I could understand the human experience and the suffering and the pain and the depths of that so I can relate and know what people, what it feels like to feel every single emotion from choosing to say no to a child that I truly wanted with one human being to um, grieving for the first time and All of these human experiences, all of these emotions, it's what we're meant to feel. And when we feel these emotions, this is where the medicine is because we release whatever from the past. And I had so many things that I didn't want to revisit. And the only way out of those feelings and that reality and all that pain was to go through. And um, some of you may... Remember or recall there was a time when I was sharing, you know, choose to listen to songs that make you feel certain emotions and have you cry. When you watch a movie, watch it from the context of what would it be like to feel what each character is feeling. And choose to focus on what your intent is when you are experiencing the song or the movie so that you are tuned into what you need and not just tuned out, so to speak, and just watching things flash and being entertained by something or distracted, the healing and the medicine is in the feeling, is in the expressing, and it is in the moving of the energy that is blocked. Because once we release what there is to release or clear those blockages, then what? goodness, what fresh, clean energy wants to flow through us, the pure essence of who we are and what we are as energetical beings, and our source energy that we each have, then we have so much more space to feel good. And this is the natural, easiest, most simplistic medicine, and it's all attainable through breath. It is all attainable through breath. Yes, we can have other people facilitate and share and tell us different things. But when we only have ourselves, what we have for sure is our access to how we are breathing. And so some very simple techniques that you can apply and start experimenting with yourself um, is different breathing patterns, breathing in and out through your mouth, in and out through your nose, in through your mouth, out through your nose, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just explore different breath patterns and explore the energy moving in different ways, the oxygen. So pretend, imagine, envision, whatever word speaks to you. Envision that the oxygen is coming up through your feet and going out to your head. So when you inhale, you're pulling the oxygen as if it's coming through your feet and as you exhale or out your nose whatever feels good for you envision that oxygen leaving the top of your head and then switch see what it feels like to go the opposite in the head and out the feet and also have some fun with it okay i'm going to inhale in my belly button oh i actually can't feel my belly button find where you have blockages and pay attention and a really simple thing you can do is because there was a while where I couldn't feel um, from like my left lower back up to my right shoulder blade like there were patches in my body where I felt like I had no connection I had no no sense of what it felt like there and oxygen wasn't moving there so I started to breathe and move my body and this is the benefits of yoga or Tai Chi or flow chi, as I love to call it, or any kind of movement. And this is why, as a human being, daily exercise is so important. Please know that I know this, and from the Tao teachings, there's two things to remember, and one of them I'm remembering in this moment is exercise daily. And I'll be the first to admit that I have not been doing Intentional exercise daily. Sometimes I've been feeling like a space cadet or, you know, just Out of balance at times and sometimes I'm just patient with myself and when that okay You know the walking that I did today from the bed to the the toilet That was the exercise and on days where I have more energy whatever Wherever you are wherever I have been in my process is okay and What's important is to find what feels good and what feels fun and start with little nibbles. You know, if literally you're celebrating the walk from the bed to the bathroom and that is your exercise for the day, great. Next time, from there to there to the kitchen or out the door, whatever it is, start small and have patience with yourself. And I've had structures that haven't worked and I'm in the process right now of discovering newly what feels good to me. I really love waking up and dancing. Like I just I love to turn on music. I love and just dance. And even, even as I say this and I'm moving my body as I'm holding this phone and recording, I I realize that um I had this like something in my brain. It was like this blockage that this belief like oh I the morning structure has to look a certain way, or I have to um, exercise the first thing in the morning, or whatever, and comparing to the past and not just being in the present moment and creating something that feels good. And maybe every day that I wake up, it changes. Maybe dancing and just rolling around in my bed feels good, not going into another room or going into a specific place. And whatever it is, just, I'm being reminded and reminding myself and all of us to enjoy the process and and find what really feels good. And if it changes every day for a year until you really create a structure or find a structure that feels good and it lasts for a while or a long time, there is no specific design that you must follow. And it's it's so important to have fun because nothing is guaranteed in this life. Me making it past today is not guaranteed. Waking up tomorrow, nothing is guaranteed. So how can we be gentle and soft and loving to ourselves? What do we really need? This is what I've been exploring and learning in my self-care. And yeah, some days I wake up and listening to a guided meditation is helpful, some days I've had streams where I just wake up and I'm going through meditation and I do yoga with or without video and it's just changed. And so continuously tuning in and checking in with what works is what's important for us. What is it? What really works for you? If you hear of something that sounds interesting, incorporate it, try it and put your own spin on it. If someone Uh, Says, you know, well, wake up and dance, like get out of your bed and just start wiggling your body. And you're like, something in you is like, nah, no, I want to have some water first, or I want to, then honor that if that's what feels good for you. But also be willing to nudge yourself outside of comfort zones and try something new. That way you can really see, like, hey, I actually, I actually enjoy this, or, you know, I enjoy this, but I'm going to add some, um, i was gonna what came to me was whipped cream and then i had a judgment of oh that's not healthy don't use that and then i thought you can hold a banana (laughs) so ridiculous how ideas can just flow in and things can change so quickly um (laughs) gosh i'm really enjoying sharing this love cast and I don't know how many people have listened or how many will, and that's okay, because for me this is my own therapy, and I know in my heart, and as that reminder was from yesterday to be my own kind of beautiful, that ah, I freed myself of comparison, and there is no guidelines to this life, there is no way we must do anything, and I've definitely been guilty at times, fully guilty of imposing or believing that my way or my beliefs or my what have you, my world was the answer for other people. And to me, it was coming from an intent to want to help and to want to make a difference and of love. And at the same time, One of the things I really love from Abraham Hicks was the reminder of when you see somebody, when you want to strengthen somebody's weakness with your strengths, you're not helping them because they need to discover it for themselves. And also then it's us not believing in the source and the strength of somebody else's own source and their own source of strength, their own divine energy that they are. And... It's so powerful to just hold space and ask questions. And for those who are interested and those who are seeking, allow them to come to us. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I'm going to let that settle for a moment. I know that I've said this quite a few times in the past few years on my path of self-discovery and what life is to me um, that I know that all I need to do is make sure that I feel good because when I feel good then everything else ends up working and everyone else feels good around me because that's what I'm putting out into the world that's what I'm vibrating when I'm smiling I feel so great but it literally felt like the muscles in my face didn't remember how to smile and for the majority of my life I didn't spend most of my life smiling and I believed that I could smile I remember seeing this one video one time of this old man who was super toothy smile he just you could see the radiance of his joy and he was always smiling That was his natural expression, and it was pure joy that he was emanating, just joy in life, and I'm so grateful for having seen that and experienced that, to share it with the world in this moment, to remember that, because it was my beacon that it's possible. I've seen it, i felt it in my body. And I know I can achieve it. And even if I don't feel it right now, and even if it's going to take me going through who knows what kind of crap and hardships and challenges, I know I can attain it. I know that I can also be that. So that's been one of my missions for my human experience. And I say thank you, no thank you to anyone who responds with anything otherwise. Because we create everything. We are powerful co-creators of our realities and of our universe. (laughs) And I know we a lot of people have lived in a dualistic world and we are migrating, immigrating for good out of this world of duality into oneness where there is harmony and tranquility and peace and joy everywhere. And I know, trust me, I know that it might feel hard to believe. And if you are living with pain and horrors in your mind and in your experience, that It might seem so far that you can't even believe it. But may this be a beacon to you to know that there is someone on their own journey who believes it. And so if you need someone to back you up, and if you need someone to say it's possible, I'm saying it's possible. (laughs) Because... A smile is contagious. (laughs) You can catch it like the flu. One day somebody smiled at me and I started smiling too. I remember this poem. I know there's more to it, but I remember this so strong because it engraved itself in my heart. And I even remember the image that I had seen it that whoever created it on was this image of these two baby chimpanzees, light brown with big, teepee, toothy smiles. And it was yellow background. A very beautiful picture with the words on it. And um, it was a beacon for me. And recently, I met someone (laughs) who partook in the spirit of intimacy. Uh, readings, and she expressed that I was the beacon for her of what freedom and being totally free in flow and at peace with oneself and the world. I was the beacon for her, that it's possible. And so we are all beacons for something. So I really invite you to consider If you were to be remembered for being a beacon of one thing, of something that matters to you, what would you be a beacon for? What matters to you? And even if you're only remembered for it by the one person in life who knows you, or maybe it's the tree (laughs) who will just remember your essence, whatever, or your dog or your cat, guardians what have you what are you a beacon for what are you looking for a beacon of when we ask each other these questions I love to ask people what is how is your heart feeling how is your heart doing instead of where are you from how are you I like to focus in on the heart because I remember <laughs> and my grandma Claire, who I'm going to call today, I love you, je t'aime beaucoup grandmama, she, I'm so grateful for her. When I was young, we went to the doctor one time and when I came home, I was so upset. I was truly upset and she had a cassette recorder and she, I really, I oh gosh, I really want to listen to this recording. But she recorded this conversation. She said, Kisha, well, why are you uh, angry? We went to the doctor today. Why are you upset? And I literally, <laughs> like the little pouty kid voice, I said, he didn't check my heart. I was so, I was so sad because I loved going to the doctor when they put that stethoscope, is it called, and they put it on your heart and they listen to your heartbeat. I, something in me, I felt so, so torn at a young age, because I'm like, eh, but yeah, you didn't check like the most vital organ. <laughs> so for me, if I'm a beacon for anything, I want to be a beacon for hearts. For hearts to beat as one in unison. in health, in happiness. This is my prayer for all the world. And I know that because, (laughs) because I have this intention and I feel it, that when I'm around other people, even if we don't exchange words, they can feel it because I leave my heart wide open and I radiate love from my heart to the best of my abilities always even if my brain has something else going on <laughs> but my brain and my heart have really learned to work together and i've even learned to just talk to my brain and say hey thank you i know i know you're looking out for my well-being but right now i would really love if you if you could take a break take a rest and just be still and be silent and trust and know that everything's okay. <sighs> Last night I felt like I really had this surge. I was like, I wanna, I wanna talk to my mentor Jamie. I want to, I want to be heard. I want to share all these things that I'm feeling, and I feel like I don't know who I can talk to, who it's vibrating on the same level where they're not in some kind of struggle where it'll like it's a different where they can't hear me and they're not there with me and sometimes this journey as much as i know i'm never alone i'm I have myself and my guides and my angels and my ancestors and my own source and i'm never truly alone even though I know technically, physically, I may be. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, um, oh yes, yeah, so I, <laughs> I wanted to. I, I just I wanted to share so much within me. And this is what this love cast is about. This podcast, this love cast to me is. This is what it is to honor your intuition, to do what feels good in the moment. And this is what makes my heart sing, to share the knowledge that I have. And you know, I don't know, well, no, most of you probably wouldn't know because I don't think I've really spoken this out loud, but I've been feeling crazed inside. Like, I remember describing, like, I had this ball inside my head that was, like, some kind of thing that was stuck and I feel like it was this package of information and strain and stress of how am I meant to share who I am, what I am, in like in the most effective way. In this hero's journey where you go and this like the alchemist where you, you have this big journey and you go away from home and then you come back and you have all this new knowledge to share, and the integration, you integrate it all, and then it's how can you use it to be of service to others, and share what you've learned, so others can also benefit, and there's a part of me that has known, and has verbalized to myself and others this trust, in I am paving a new path, which means I am doing things in a way that only I can do it, and I believe fully that it is entrusting in this guidance of spirit. It's not me doing things based on other people's structures of how you put a podcast together and what kind of things you do and what you say and what you do for email lists and all these human-created things of nonsense to me. It's nonsensical because it's so... for me. (laughs) I understand... I understand very well, just so you know and you're clear, I understand everyone functions differently. And I have chosen to be a free-flowing, fully embody the feminine essence and energy and be it. And to me, any kind of planning or any kind of those kinds of things don't interest me. They really don't. I really love flowing in the mysticism of the world and trusting and believing. And at times where I've been learning when when I don't trust that and I don't believe that the consequences or how it feels not so good in my body then you know it's been part of my learning process but I understand that some people thrive and they they want lines and structures and um, yeah and that helps them and that's that feels good for them and they thrive I know there's not only men who thrive in Um, very practicality and very focused ways of being Um, and women too but I feel that this is as many of you can relate I'm sure like this is what to me what it means the rise of the feminine and my masculine in my life experience used to be dominant and so strong and I didn't have any sense of my feminine and as I started on my journey I said to myself, I want my feminine side to be as strong as my masculine if not stronger and that's what I, I feel I'm achieving day by day and integrating more and more and I have more room for growth and expansion and discovery and I know that everything I want I have right now and I'm so grateful for it that way when all of the billions roll in for me to redistribute and utilize while money still exists, nothing will have changed for me except for some numbers. Because I have been practicing, celebrating, finding five cents on the ground or ten cents, and to me, making it mean the universe is giving me high five. The universe is giving me high ten. And one night when I made a big move, the universe gave me $5,000 or (laughs) 5,000 colones, 5,000 colones. It's a yellow plastic money note uh, with a beautiful howler monkey. I believe it's a howler monkey on it um, for the Costa Rican um, money. And I knew that whoever had dropped it, like that was, that's just those synchronistic things that happen and that's how I've learned to navigate intuitively. I know I'm on the right track when I find something that feels really good, really rewarding. And oftentimes, it can also be a pine cone. Most of the times, it's not money. Most of the times, it's been other things that brings me super joy. Because I am able to find pleasure in the most simplistic things. Whether it's a flower that someone gives to me or... Or something I find. Like, honestly, I love picking up pieces of nature and keeping them in my pocket. And there was a time when I was in Italy, rushing, rushing to get to a bus on time or a train. And I'm in these tunnels. You know these tunnels where people are flowing through work. And it's just like, from side to side of the tunnels, jam-packed with people moving in one direction. So I'm moving through this tunnel. And all of a sudden, I pass someone who's sitting on the ground with a cup in front of them. And I ran past And I'm literally running and I'm halfway to go like through the little turnstile gate thing. And something in me was like, no, 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 no. You need to go back. You need to go back now. You have time. Go back now. So I turned around and I ran back and I looked them in the eyes and I had this beautiful, massive, oh, pine cone. It was so beautiful. And it has that beautiful Fibonacci sequence. You know, that spiral of life that the seed of life, that sacred geometry that is at the core essence of everything in our creation. And so, and that's why I just, I love pine cones so much for that. And so I looked this man in the eyes and I handed him the pine cone and it was such a beautiful moment. And I, I did a a quick like namaste with my hands, palms together and a, a quick bow. And then Boom! Off I went and I managed to get on the train just in time.